And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show for tonight's podcast episode. I have Sean here with me. We're going to be reviewing the 2006 movie Hatchet. Say hello to everybody, Sean. Hello. And this movie, like I said, came out in 2006. This also had a budget of uh, $1.5 million. It only made $208,000 at the box office, so it didn't do so great at the box office. But... I remember the first time I saw this movie. It was at work uh, when I was working in housekeeping. At that time, streaming wasn't as big as it was now. What year was it? Was it 2006? 2006. Okay. Yep, exactly, 2006. Back whenever streaming was actually around, we were actually finding other ways to stream. For example, we had ch131.com. That was our go-to if we wanted to stream, like, movies new movie releases and also to tv shows for example somebody would actually download a torrent then they would upload it into a website and that's how you watch your content so when i saw this a buddy of mine who was in the x-ray who worked in the x-ray um office and everything i went on ahead he goes hey want to watch hatchet i'm like heck yeah so we had some chinese food we started eating watching it <laughs> this if you're into like old 1980s style of horror movies and stuff like that, this movie is for you. This is over the top horror movies at its best. Also, too, you got Robert England in there from Nightmare on Elm Street that's in this movie. You also have Tony Todd, the original Candyman in this movie. You also have Kane Hoarder, who played Jason Voorhees in the original Jason um, Friday the 13th movies. Not only mm-hmm. that, but he also plays two roles in this movie. He plays the father and he also plays uh, Victor Crawley. So you actually have those level of actors in there. It's a pantheon of horror actors. So how did you stumble upon this movie? So I actually stumbled upon it this year. Um, so I've been, I listened to this other podcast called Tell Him Steve Dave. And um, there's one of the guys that are on it, uh, Q. And he's actually in the, the fourth movie, Victor Crowley. And he mentioned it on the podcast. And I kind of thought about it. I was like, oh, that's cool. Maybe I'll check it out. And then later on, they had another podcast where Adam Green was on it, who's directed, who wrote and directed this movie. And he was like really funny. So I texted my friend Tim and because um, I know he's really into horror. And uh, we started talking about Adam Green and I checked out, um, I think it's Digging Up the Marrow, which is pretty much like a, a found footage movie where Adam Green like finds the spot where monsters come out in the park and whatever. So it was a really good movie. I liked it. So then I started looking at his other uh, movies he wrote and directed. And um, Hatchet was one of them. I'm not a big horror guy at all. Um, I was really into like monster movies when I was little. Um, but then I saw The Grudge and I got really scared. So I stopped. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, but this movie is like, it's kind of, like you said, it's very like 80s, like campiness to it, which I like. The special effects are really cool, which drug me in. And like the violence is so over the top that it's it's ridiculous. So it's more fun than like scary. <laughs> right, exactly. It has that level of cheesiness of the eighties and also too as well. It's also a simplistic story. Basically, mm-hmm. you actually have two got two people going out doing alligator uh hunting in Louisiana during uh Mardi Gras season. So you have a little bit of Girls Gone Wild mixed in with a little bit of the whole entire deal where you're basically doing alligator hunting. But Samson and his uh, son, Ashley, are actually hunting for alligators in a swamp. While Ashley is actually uh, urinating, Samson falls silently 
Arsene mm. finds Samson's dead before he he is also dead too. And then that's, of course, where we get into the main storyline. That was and, like the, yeah. the opening kill, not because obviously the one they didn't show, it kind of panned. I think he was just dead in the boat already with like his yeah. intestines out. But the other guy, dude, what a brutal death. Literally just getting ripped apart by Victor Crowley. And this and this scene also brings in like the ridiculous, the ridicul ridiculousness that I was talking about earlier to when like the dude's limb gets ripped off and it has like this, it pans to like this tree and it literally looks like someone took like a bucket of corn syrup, like with red dye and is just like chucking it all over the tree. <laughs> and it's funny. Like it's, I know it's brutal and the dude's screaming, but it's kind of funny. It is comical though. Shooting out. Yeah. Because I was even noticing that too. Like whenever the person's getting ripped apart, all of a sudden you see this gigantic bucket of blood pretty yeah. much. And it just goes splashing across yeah. the screen. I'm like, okay, so that's just to amplify how gory and messy this actually yeah. is. But, you know, the person who winds up getting ripped apart is Robert England from the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and everything. The poor guy, he just can't survive in a horror movie whenever something's been wrote up for him. Perfect example is Wishmaster of Wes Craven's movie. And I forgot what winds up happening to him, but he makes a wish and he winds up dying. But that's also another one that's actually over the top and that is actually pretty good for a 90s mm -hmm. horror flick. But this is actually a perfect introduction into what we're in store for. It actually sets the tone for this movie. That's something that I really do appreciate. The fact that, okay, we know that it's going to be gory. We know it's going to be over the top. We know what we're getting ourselves into. And I also like how it starts off where... Basically, it has the guy from, you know, we, what's that movie called? Uh, Without a Paddle is in this movie, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, um, like, throughout this whole series, there's a lot of, like, famous horror actors that make appearance appearances in Adam Green's films. Which is kind of cool. Yep. Yeah, and here's the thing. Him, this kid, uh, basically what winds up happening is this. Uh, this guy named Ben and his friend Marcus decide to go on a haunted swamp tour. They find that the tour is closed because the guy, Rev Zombie, who was actually played by Tony Todd, is being sued for negligence. Rev Zombie suggests that they try a uh, place further down the street owned by the over-the-top and inex inexperienced tour guy named Sean. Now, he's, like, he's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> Me too. One of my favorite actors throughout the series because he's in every every uh movie but he's awesome i love him i do too i like this actor a lot but i like how tony todd he whenever the camera's zoomed in on him and everything and he's trying to tell the story he goes yeah what do you want and he, he goes we want to go on a haunted tour he goes well the last time i went on a haunted tour and you're thinking that you're in you're in for a horror story around the campfire type of thing because i was out on the swamp one time and then something happened to the boat a lot of people fell out of the boat and they got hurt. Then what happened? <laughs> then they sued my ass. <laughs> and then that's when he goes ahead and recommends Sean to go ahead and do this tour, which is actually funny because then we're actually introduced to some other characters though too inside this shop and everything. And you can definitely tell Sean is not like the best tour guide either mm. in this thing. And he's actually trying to pull off a Cajun accent yeah, like he's from really New Orleans. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell that he doesn't even belong in New Orleans, to be honest with you. No. But, but I'll let you go on ahead and talk about that a little bit. I know, yeah. So, yeah, they go up to Sean and, like, Marcus, like, because there's a group of four of them in the beginning, and Marcus, because uh, I think Ben is going through some relationship issues, yeah. 
was like, you know what? I'll stick. I'll stick with my buddy. I'd rather go, you know, get some beers, meet some women, but I'll I'll keep him company. So um, they end up going to uh, Sean and ask about this haunted boat ride uh, through the swamp, and they meet um, a guy with two chicks, and he's filming kind of like a girls gone wild thing. And uh, it's just like ridiculous. And that kind of gets Marcus on board. It's like, all right, there's going to be some hot chicks on here. I'll go with them. Because remember, at first, he's like, I'm not going on this stupid haunted boat ride. Who wants to go to that? Who yeah. wants to do that? And all of a sudden, he goes, okay, girls, it's time to go ahead and show that you're having a good time. Next thing you know it, yeah, she's the flesh. <laughs> Woo! Now, <laughs> yeah, and this is, like, you can right. definitely tell this is like the early 2000s. And everything because Girls Gone Wild has been out for a long time, but you can tell other people try to mimic that, especially in mm. an early two thousands kind of setting, which makes it even that more comical because they're actually making fun of it, kind of like a parody of it. Yeah. But you know, um, but basically, this these two girls, one of them is named Misty Joe, mm-hmm. and then the other one, Jenna. Uh, yeah, Jenna is another one. She and she's also bossy. She's boastful. She's they're both trying to be upcoming actresses. And everything mm-hmm. which makes them want to go on ahead and sign up with this guy who's just doing this uh, Girls Gone Wild type of video and stuff like that. Then you have this older couple that's there that goes on this haunted uh, boat ride and everything too. It's like your Minnesota, like super nice old couple. <laughs> They're right. just trying to have a good time. <laughs> and then also too, this is, uh, yeah, the name of the guy though for the director who's actually doing the Girls Gone Wild is named Doug Shapiro. And also too, Ben is uh, pays for himself and Marcus and Sean leads them to his tour bus where the other tours are. And that's of course where we actually meet Jim and uh, Sharon, a Hmm. Minnesota married couple in the quiet, hot, tempted uh, Mary Beth are waiting. So yeah, you actually have Mary Beth who Ben is trying to get with who Marcus is actually trying to get him to go out with Mary Beth. Yeah, and I she's like, like how super he, quiet yeah. and standoffish on the boat. Right. She, just the perfect girl that you might want to <laughs> go on and bring home to your mom and dad, <laughs> you know? And you're not, by the way, if a girl is being a standoffish, she's not going to be into you at all. <laughs> she doesn't care about you. She doesn't, she just wants to be in the loneliness of her world and that's it. <laughs> she does not care about the relationship problems that you're going through, Ben, or anything like that. You shouldn't have listened to Marcus on that one. Yeah. But, you know, I like how he goes, so your name is Mary and then your name is Beth. That's pretty cool. It's <laughs> like, a good what? open line. <laughs> no. No. That was definitely not going well. And then, of course, uh, Jenna is actually, um, he goes, well, what about the other girl? That you, uh, she might be into you, too, talking about Jenna. And, of course, uh, Jenna has something else. That's, she has, like, an STD. <laughs> yeah. So, Starts scratching down there. It's like, eh, I don't think yeah, so. I don't think so. <laughs> but, yeah. And then, of course, we wind up going on our haunted boat ride with them. And I like how this actually sets up the tone for this movie too, because I like how they go on this haunted tour. It's late at night. It's foggy. You're out on the swamp to begin with. So you don't know what's happening. You don't know if you're going through alligator infested waters or anything like that either. But I like how, you know, Sean actually plays everything off where basically he's trying to act like a fun tour guide, but he's actually yeah. a horrible tour guide because he doesn't know what anything is. He's having to use cube cards and yeah. everything to try and make it scary for everybody. He's also doing a fake um, fake uh, Cajun accent. It just does not work. <laughs> but yeah, when he, when he finally breaks character, it's pretty funny. <laughs> and he goes, 
And this is gonna. This is actually the guy who drinks his own urine. <laughs> because remember the guy's like, oh hey. yeah, in the boat. Yeah, <laughs> there's like one lone guy, and he's warning warning them not to go into the swamp. <laughs> Tim, the bus is hilarious. So is the, so is the boat. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, then Sean does not know what he. Like I said, he doesn't know what he's doing. Which then he realizes as they arrive at the swamp, Shapiro has Misty and Jenna stripped down. And film a scene for Bayou Beavers. Yeah, that was it. Gotta have yeah. alliteration when you do your pornos. Exactly. And I like how the married, the old married couple's like, Hey, have I seen any of your films? Because, <laughs> well, have you seen uh, Bayou Beaver? No. Then that's not for you. <laughs> You're not the de- de- uh, demographic for that one. But... <laughs> Then Sean leads them through the swamplands and past abandoned house, included one where Victor Crawley is a deformed creature who who lived once lived there. The boat hits a rock and begins sinking, leaving them stranded. Yeah, I think they they see the house, and I think that's when Mary Beth actually finally starts talking, right? Well, what winds up happening first? Yeah, I think that's when she starts talking about that. To be honest, like the whole the whole legend is like this is Victor Crawley's swamp. So you do not go into the swamp at all. Like you're not supposed to go hunting there. You're not supposed to guide tours there, which you find out in like a couple minutes at this part. And um, yeah, you find out that it was like this deformed child um, and the dad, uh, Thomas, I think is his name. Um, just essentially raised them in the swamp. But, you know, kids around town heard about like this deformed kid and um I think it was on Halloween. They came to the house and they lit like firecrackers or something to try to scare him out so they could see what he looked like. They ended up setting the house on fire. And um, the dad Burning came rushing up. home to try to save his kid who was trapped inside. And he took a hatchet to the door. And for some reason, Victor Crowley's chilling literally right by the door. At hatchet goes <laughs> through the dude's head, kills him. And boom, now you have this vengeful spirit haunting the forest or haunting the swamp. <laughs> And you know what, though? I like how Sean also says, and if you listen very closely, you can actually hear him scream throughout the night. And then he's trying to mimic that. (laughs) And it's just really bad. It reminds me of going to Florida where you have those bad tour guys Mm -hmm. and everything, like for Jaws. Yeah, yeah, that's a good good comparison. (laughs) Thanks. Because that's what I was thinking of. I was just thinking about that Jaws ride. And everything, right? And I'm like, yeah, you would actually fit in probably with Florida. <laughs> you would not fit in well with New Orleans. I'm going to tell you that now. But um, then, of course, you know, they find, he also, too, the guy also found, here's the thing. Sean also gives them the wrong house, though, too. Because remember, he goes, no, we passed that a while back. He goes, Pick right. truck. and he goes, no, no, no. He goes, um. That, that that was his house over there. No, it wasn't. She goes, why? Because that's his house, and that's after the fact that what winds up happening to the older pe- this old the old man and everything from Minnesota, and everything. He winds up getting hurt really bad whenever he falls out of the boat, um, mm-hmm. and everything. And then of course that's when Victor Crawley goes on ahead and uh, does something to his legs, and then now they have to uh, have to. To the, oh yeah, to the man's legs. Yeah. Yeah. That's when, of course, they have to go on ahead and try to help him, and everything yeah. through the through, through the swamp. And, yeah, they uh, actually, he, I think they actually like hear him scream and stuff. Like even though he's trying to play it off, right? Because he does have like a weird like howl, like in the swamp. He does. He definitely does. He definitely has that weird 
uh, howl that, that he actually That's when has. you know he's coming. <laughs> exactly. You don't know what to do. You don't know what direction he's coming from. He knows the swamp. This is basically Camp Crystal Lake, but set in a swamp area, yeah. to be honest with you. Hey, I mean, even certain scenes, like, kind of mimic... Uh, Friday the 13th and stuff. Yeah, def most definitely. It has those cheap jump scares and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There was one jump scare that I forgot that actually happens, and I winded up jumping. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. Uh, because I've seen this movie over 100 times, but I forgot that that one scene happened and, and stuff like that. But, you know, when Victor just comes out of the swamp and he just winds up just going ham on somebody, you just have to, your whole entire expression is just with your mouth wide open. Because you're not mm -hmm. expecting it, in a sense. But, you know, another thing, too, as they're actually going on ahead and trying to help this older man through the swamp. The, one of the things because the I boat like, breaks down, too, right? Like, they have boat right. troubles. And then you find out that he's not supposed to be given tours here. No, he's right. not supposed to be given tours at all over there. No boats are supposed to go in there. No tours or anything like that is supposed to go in there at all. And here he is doing a haunted tour. And also, too, that's when we find out he's actually doing cube cards and everything. Yeah. And goes, and he just guy, started. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, he's moved there from Detroit. Mm -hmm. Moved from yeah. Detroit to New Orleans and trying to do a Cajun accent. And he's also Asian yeah. and everything, too. So that makes it even funnier <laughs> if you think about it. But he goes, man, I just moved here and everything so i don't know everything i don't know anything about these tours i have to do use these cards and everything to help me out so <laughs> so give me a break <laughs> so, so he winds up doing that and i like how he looks at marcus he goes can you believe this he goes they getting the two brothers to go ahead and help uh, out that's right <laughs> forgot about the part, yeah. looking, just looks at him and just like shakes his head and just walks off right and then also, too, I like how the camera is panningling to each character as they're talking about Victor Crawley and stuff like that. And what, and they're all having their own conversations amongst each mm -hmm. other. I really liked how they panningled that in there and everything with that camera shot, to be honest with you. To how the characters are being perceived uh, into this whole entire legend and, this, and them walking into the swamp. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I really yeah. did appreciate with that. But yeah, so then they, the guy, um, what's his name? Jim. Yeah, he gets hurt and they see the house in the distance. So I think him and his wife go to try to get help. And uh, as they limp up there, it's, lo and behold, it's Victor Crowley's house. And he comes out and this is when the killing starts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is actually the part where basically he takes the hatchet and starts hitting uh yeah. the guy's arms and everything and then next hey, he hits him like right in the shoulder like right yeah, yeah like right here <laughs> and just decapitates his arms and then after that he goes on ahead goes to the wife rips her whole entire which is fucking brutal that's probably one of the <laughs> worst i don't know if that's the, the worst way to die in this or the second one there's <laughs> there's two that are pretty brutal that might yeah. be number one yeah this is actually the part where he actually takes the woman's jaw and mm -hmm. just rips it wide open, and all you see is her tongue. Yeah. And, yeah, and it just, like, flaps around, and then, poof, body flaps Right, and then over. she hits the ground. And that is, like, one brutal scene, to be honest with you. That is, like, a scene... I don't want to die like that. Yeah. I'd much rather... I wouldn't want to die any, uh, how any of these characters died, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, a lot of it, though, like, like we said before, like, it's, like, super cheesy. But I feel like that face-ripping open scene 
that's pretty like like even like the special effects on that are just so good you're like fuck man that looks like real like when the guy when he gets sliced in here and literally gets like essentially cut in half and then his torso gets thrown like you can tell after the first cut goes to the second you can tell he's wearing a suit after that yeah. like pretty easily all of a sudden his chest just like expands but yeah right, exactly like, because you his can wife tell that getting he's murdered a- right well like you said though once he gets to, into this part right here it makes it look like it's way too easy for him to cut oh yeah because next thing you know it is like just going like slicing through butter pretty much on the way mm-hmm. he's actually cutting him and then of course whenever he rips his wife's mouth wide open and everything you see that blood being splattered onto the tree and everything to implicate the uh how how bloody of a massacre it actually is yeah but you know i that that scene was actually brutal yeah yeah that's honest. probably like one of the most brutal ones between that one and this one that's getting ready to come up <laughs> yeah then after that mary uh mary beth winds up shooting victor with a handgun very clumsily though he, uh shooting him because i shot him i'm like you didn't even do anything to him he hit the ground he dropped yeah, he, quick though <laughs> yeah he recovered quickly from that and from that but it was like if you look at the way she was holding the gun and the way ben was actually trying to pull uh pull her away and the way she was aiming, it was very clumsy, to be honest with you. It was like, okay, there's no way that she could actually hit something if she was trying to hit something <laughs> because of the fact that Ben is pulling her. At the same time, she's shooting, which also to recoil, which mm-hmm. nobody believes in recoil in these movies anyways. But there's no way that she could actually hit Victor at that point. But she goes, I hit him. I know I hit him <laughs> and everything. But... Because, so they think it's actually over with, but no, it's not over yeah. with. <laughs> then uh, after that winds up happening, uh, then after that he winds up finding out that Ben discovers her brother and her father's remains. Yeah. That's where Mary Beth finds out that her brother, her father and brother are actually dead. Which and were, after- were the two characters in the beginning of the movie, and so that's yeah. why she was on the boat. <clears throat> yep, and then you find out why she has a gun, because remember, she goes, why does Annie Oakley have a gun? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the and, only the only weapon on the boat which is right. good it's good to have when you're going to a haunted swamp <laughs> it's like okay the ghosts are not going to be scary enough so let me go on ahead and bring out a gun <laughs> you know but this movie is actually really good if you're looking for something just to give you that edge for a horror film i recommend this it's only it only clocks in at like 88 minutes long to be honest with yeah. you yeah you're in the and you're out not that bad Right. Super plot, like super, uh, simplistic. Like, um, yeah, simplistic plot. Um, have a few beers, get some friends over, and have fun. <laughs> exactly. And then after that, this is the part that we were talking about that winds up happening. This is the part where the bush is actually uh, making some noise. Some uh, mm. like there's actually an animal in the bushes and stuff like that. And they're yeah. like, well, Marcus uh, goes over to the bush. He goes, oh, it's just a raccoon. Next thing you know it, Victor pops out of nowhere and gets this. Uh, is it, what, what does he have, like a saw? It's, or is it's it a, like a, um, No, sand- it's a sander. Yeah, yeah, sander. <laughs> it's like a sand gun. Yeah, sander. And like literally just like, which this, this weapon shows up, I think, almost in every film. But god damn, that's the most... I think it's either that or the chick getting her head ripped open. It's like the most brutal way to go. Like literally just takes the sander to like her face, like her lower lip, and just like presses down on it. 
And then it doesn't kill exactly. her because she's like fucking crawling around. Yeah, it doesn't even kill her at all. Her mouth is split open from the sander. But you think that was bad enough. He winds up taking the, this is actually the part where Sean dies. Yeah, which, that was the only good thing about this movie, about my one of my favorite characters, Sean dying, is that at least it was quick with him. <laughs> he got his leg chopped right. off, and then he fell down, and then he got his head, then he got decapitated. And the way he gets his uh, leg chopped off is with the with the shovel that that uh, mm-hmm. Victor has, and then after that he winds up decapitating his head with the uh, with the shovel. shovel. Then after that happens. He, do you think that's it for the girl? No. He winds up taking her and then slamming her down on top of the handle for the shovel. And that's how yeah. she dies. Yeah. That was brutal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was messed up. And then I think also we skipped over the uh, the porn director guy. He died oh, yeah. in between. Okay. He just got his like, I think he, he got separated from the group. Then as he was running around, Victor shows up, grabs his head and essentially does the, the neck twist with him. Then pops that shit off and onto the onto the rest of. And then them. after that, the blood splashes right. Yeah, but yeah, you got more you know, blood splash on fault. the trees. Right, <laughs> but you know what though? In a sense, it was kind of his own fault because of the fact he was going to go back to the boat. That was the mm-hmm. that was what he was going to do. He was just going to go yeah. back to the boat, and that was it. If he would have stuck to the group, yeah, he would probably might have died anyways. Because to me, I think the sleaze balls of the horror films are always the one who gets it worse. But for this one, he didn't really get it worse. To me, the the girls who was yeah. in the girls gone wild video got it worse than he did. To be honest. Yeah, the the one that wanted to be a serious actress. Right. But um, but yeah, and then um, then I think they end up going back to. Victor Crowley's house to look for some weapons, I believe, to fight him. And um, I think Ben, Marcus, and the girl Mary Beth go inside while uh, the other chick, the blonde girl, like stands point, keep guard. And then Ben finds, I think he finds gasoline. So I think they're going to set him on fire. And uh, all of a sudden, um, the chick that's standing guard, her head just comes flying in through the window. And I was like, oh shit, and here comes Crowley. <laughs> Right, because remember, she goes, wait, you're going to use my lighter to light him on fire? Yeah. And then he goes, yeah. So they go on ahead, they get the gas can and everything, and they were getting ready to go ahead and pretty much burn him alive again. And then, of course, they want, the plan winds up working in their mm-hmm. favor, despite the fact that the girl got decapitated. Yeah, yeah, another another casualty for the group, but, I mean, they got what they, they were trying to, or they accomplished their goal, so... Then at that point, you think that Victor is actually going to be dead because they actually burned him and that was it? No. Mm. Then all of a sudden, a rainstorm happens. And then that's whenever, of course, Victor winds up uh, being pretty much whenever someone's on fire and everything and water winds up coming. It's not a good, good thing because now Victor is now no longer being burnt alive. So now the water actually washed that away. So Mm. now... Victor is actually alive, and now he's going to go on in and kill him again. Try and kill him yep. again. And then, then, of course... The character I feel... like I just feel so bad for Marcus this entire movie, because he did not want to go on this this tour. He, he just wanted to, like, you know, party it up, but he was trying to be a good friend, and then gets his arms ripped off. Right. Marcus winds up getting the worst of it, though, to be honest with you. 
Yeah. Because, okay, they're at a cemetery. They actually find a cemetery and everything, which is no surprise because in New Orleans there's a lot of cemeteries around that area anyways. But they wind up finding a cemetery, and then, of course, that's when he, Marcus winds up getting his arms ripped off in the back by yeah. Victor. And then Victor, on top of that, throws Marcus in between the cemetery gates and then kills him. Yeah. Just, like, splatters him <laughs> against the side. God. Like, damn, dude. <laughs> and then, after that happens, uh, pretty much the, uh, the survivors decide to, like I said before, they wind up going around the cemetery trying to avoid Victor at all causes and everything, and then they find a boat. They will go into the yeah, boat. Well, well, Ben gets his foot impaled. Like, right, Victor right. chucks, like, a spear or something. Yeah. And he gets, he, like, his foot impaled. He's like, oh, shit. And then, like, Victor's coming at him, and Mary, like, angles it so it goes through Victor, killing him, killing him and uh, they just, like, pull off Ben from the spear, and, yeah, the spear, and then they go make a run for this boat. Right, and then they think that, okay, once they're on the boat, they're pretty much safe, but that's not the case, because then, next thing you know, Mary Beth is being pulled over the boat mm-hmm. and everything, and then... You're thinking that Victor is gonna go is inside the water with her, kind of like because that's what happened in uh, Friday the Thirteenth, right? They're in the boat at the end, and then Jason comes up, grabs them, and brings it down, right? Exactly. Or is that just the remake? I can't, no, I don't know if it's the original too. In the original movie, this is what winds up happening. You actually have it to where uh, everything's all peaceful on the lake and everything on Camp Crystal Lake. She just got done uh, killing Jason's mother. And then, of course, Jason just pops up out of nowhere, like a corpse of him. She winds up pulling her down into the water with her. And then, of course, that's whenever it ends credits. With this one, on the other hand, it ends up a little bit the same way, in a sense. Because I was actually having a little bit of a Camp Crystal Lake kind of vibe to it, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Um, because, here's the thing. You see Ben, he's over there trying to get Mary Beth out of the water. And you see his arm in the water, trying to get her. And then... This is what winds up happening. This is actually a little bit of a plot twist in a sense because you're thinking that that's actually him with his arm in the water because that's like the last scene that we see him in. But that's not the case. It's actually Victor having Ben's arms yeah. and everything trying to lift her up. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, she comes up and then you see Ben just laying there like all bloody, like, oh, and then Victor's standing there. And then it's credits. That's it. That's how the first movie ends. <laughs> Like I said, this is only an 88-minute movie. This is actually a quick film, to be honest with you. Uh, when I go back and watch this again, I, like I said, I own this movie. I liked it back in 2006. Uh, if you're looking for a quick fix for a horror movie and everything that you don't have to take seriously, and you can turn yeah. your brain off for like 90 minutes or 88 minutes, this film is for you. This film is not for everybody, and don't worry, Brandy, I'm not going to get you... Uh, to watch this movie because I know that you're not into horror movies that much or anything like that. But, and also to this level of horror movies that I I enjoy or whatever, and that's perfectly fine. But, you know, with this, you know what you're getting from the very first scene. You already know what you're getting because it sets the tone. I think this movie is it still holds up good for today on what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Because like there's the a eff- bunch of movies like this now. Like the effects are like, they're very practical, so they they hold up. Like, a lot of, like, especially if you watch, like, older monster movies, like, I'll just say, like, like they actually have, like, real puppets. Like, if you ever seen the Critters series yeah. or, like, Gremlins, 
um, trimmers even. If you watch them nowadays, because they actually use like animatronics, like that stuff still holds up because there's no like CGI. So like obviously like if you watch like Harry Potter now, like the first one, like the Quidditch scene is terrible because right. stuff has changed so much. But like, but this movie is such like a, um, just like a callback to all these older horror movies. They use practical effects. Yeah, the blood's ridiculous. The scenes are super brutal, but they're so over the top that it's kind of like it's not really even scary. It's just like you're kind of just looking at it for a cosmetic stand. Well, at least to me, I'm looking at it as like a com- not a, it's not a comedy, but like it's kind of funny to me just because it's so ridiculous. It's so right. campy. It's supposed to be campy, though. So that's why I like this series a lot. And I don't like horror movies. So <laughs> right. And you know what, though? I think you and I both have the same kind of dark humor, though, to be honest with mm. you. Because for crying out loud, we laugh at the same stuff when it comes down to a kid being thrown in the fire with oh, yeah. Rambo. We we have the same kind of dark humor when it comes down to certain films uh, and everything, I believe. Yeah, but... I, blame, I blame my parents for that. <laughs> when, I, when I was really young, like 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 five and under, like we would rent Critters, Gremlins, uh, Ghoulies. <laughs> Yep. Which I believe, like one of them, like has a sex scene during like a, like a sacrifice in the beginning. Like it's just like I watched really weird movies when I was younger, and I think it just transitioned to me having like a dark sense of humor. I can see that though because I grew up on that though too. Mm-hmm. I grew up on all those films. The Ghoulies is actually one of my favorite '80s horror movies and everything oh, hell too. Yeah. Yeah. And same thing with Critters, uh, Gremlins, and the list just goes on from there. But. You know, if you happen to, if you are expecting anything serious from this movie, you're going to be disappointed. These are very one-dimensional characters and everything. They give you enough elements to care about the characters to where you're hoping that maybe one of them might actually survive. Mm-hmm. But as far as a serious tone, as for something like The Conjuring, you're not going to get that with this. This is oh, yeah. a slasher horror movie that's kind of like an 80s kind of style horror film. So if you're expecting anything more from that, that's not what you're going to get. And a matter of fact, the perfect example of that is Willy's Wonderland with Nicolas Cage in it and everything. Because it has that level of cheesiness in it. Have you seen that movie? Mm-mm. This is actually one of my favorite movies right now that Nicolas Cage has been in recently. Oh, really? But the name of... Get this. His character name is called The Janitor. <laughs> Just straight up, The Janitor. Yeah, The Janitor. So, basically, his car breaks down in a little small town. So, the mayor, or whoever it is, tells him, hey, look. If you go ahead and fix up Willy's Wonderland for us, we'll fix your car. The car will be on us, and that's how you can pay your debt to us is by fixing up Willy's Wonderland. The key is you have to survive Willy's Wonderland, though. And these animatronics hmm. come to life. It's like a Friday like Chucky... night at Freddy's. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like the generic version of Five, five Nights at Freddy's. Or if, yeah, if you want to go... Or, if you want to, you can actually call it Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> as a horror movie, basically. But, yeah, you see Nicolas Cage just going ham on animatronics and killing them. Hmm. And everything. And then you have these other kids who try to come in and try and burn down Willy's Wonderland. So, if you if you love Willy's Wonderland, chances is you might actually like this one, though, too. Because it has that level of cheesiness to it. Hmm. And, as a matter of fact, I actually own Willy's Wonderland on Blu-ray. But... <laughs> Because I just, I'm, I'm just weird. But, <laughs> but yeah, I strongly recommend anybody that wants to check out Willy's Wonderland. It's a, it's a good little cheesy film and stuff like that. Same aspects, like I said, with Hatchet. But we are going to try and do the other Hatchet movies as well, since Charlie's not on vacation. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So the, the cool thing is if, 
if you guys haven't seen any of these hatchet movies like no joke fucking hatchet one two three four they literally take place one right after the other except for no never mind i lied four i think is 10 years later but one two and three it's just it's three days like it's just three days in this person's world so here's a little bit of trivia for you though man uh if you watch the first three hatchet movies in a row without opening in end credit it would be one uninterpreted storyline revolving yeah. around a few days yeah there you go because it literally uh, ends like with her and this and then it opens up with her dealing with victor and then she goes into town brings people in then she goes back and brings more people in. <laughs> Plot super simple. You're kind of like, motherfuckers, why don't they just stay out of the swamp? But, I mean. Exactly. And then also, too, there's actually a goof in this movie, though, too. When Sean takes the group to the tour on a bus, which leaves the French Quarter in daylight, enough time passes that the sun goes down, signifying that they've been driving a while. Sean then directs their attention to passing a cemetery, which he claims is St. Louis Cemetery Number 1, in which he says houses the houses the tomb of Marie Lavou. Expect that cemetery is back in the French Quarter, just a couple of blocks away from where the uh, tour bus departed. Hmm. So that's a little bit of a goof on that. Um, in the alternative version, the unrated director's cut, which I have, has one full moment of extra gore that the MPA forced the filmmakers to cut really. out for the theatrical release. I wonder if that's just more blood credit going against the tree. Yeah. But that's everything that that's in this film as far as uh, maybe, trivia goes. Maybe I was going to say, maybe it's um, the blonde girl getting killed because they didn't show her really get hacked up. It was just, no. but I don't know. I don't. I don't think I've seen that version. Uh, let's see here. Then this also has the. This is the new ship by Marilyn Manson. I'm thinking that Manson uh, was actually in this movie because they have him down as Brian Warner. Hmm. Um, I, well, I know no, in the no, the no, third Hatchet movie, that. Billy from Gremlins is in it. Plays oh, the yeah. sheriff. Which is cool. I think I saw the IMDb on that because. I haven't seen the second one or the other Hatchet movies. This is like the only one that I've seen. Oh, really? Yeah. I like like one and one and two are really good. Four is probably not the same on par as two. Three. Mm. Watch three and four together just so you're not too bored. <laughs> oh, uh, Sean's, uh, Tim said this. He goes, I have that if you want to borrow it. Talking about Willy's Wonderland. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll, Tim, let me borrow Hatchet 3, so I'll drop off Hatchet 3 <laughs> and pick up Willie's Wonderland. That's great. All right, so I think that's everything that we wanted to touch on. This is actually shorter than what we normally do because usually we review the, over the plot's an hour. It's so long simple, you know, it's kind of right. hard to like like talk like over, I don't know, over 45 right. minutes for a 88 minute movie. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. So, guys, with that being said, that's going to do it for our show for tonight. But I want to actually share something with you guys real quick. I just want to say thank you for those of you who have donated towards St. Jude's Hospital buying Cincy's from Two Blur Girls podcast. We actually raised $450 towards uh, St. Jude's Hospital. So I just want to say thank you guys for supporting St. Jude's Hospital. Matter of fact, uh, we're actually talking about teaming up again, probably with Red Cross trying to do... A fundraiser for people that uh, lost their homes in Louisiana and stuff like that with 
Ida, and matter of fact, I was, as a matter of fact, my power came on on Monday or Tuesday. No, it was actually Tuesday whenever my power came back on. So yeah, I was in the midst of all that with Ida. I was just thankful and blessed that my house survived and everything. So that's going to be our next fundraiser if, uh, if we have one. So keep your eyes peeled on that. Uh, by the way, I'm actually going to have an actress from School of Rock coming on. Uh, Rika Ra uh, Rika Reyes, I think that's how you say her name. If I'm butchering, I do apologize. But she's actually played in the School of Rock with Jack Black. I'm going to be interviewing her on September 15th at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, and at 6 o'clock Pacific Time for that. So go on ahead, tune in for that. That's going to be coming up. But I have a lot of other shows before then. Just stay glued to the schedule and stuff like that. Whenever they start, whenever I start making out the schedule for it, I have a uh, push the envelope coming on next week. We're going to be doing uh, cliffhanger Sylvester Stallone movie. We're going to be doing that. I've got Beth coming back again. We're going to do another '80s movie, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and then we're going to then also too at the end of the month on a Saturday, we're going to be doing Pretty in Pink. And everything too, which is also another classic 80s movie, but directed by John Hughes. So, like I said, we have a lot of stuff going over here at Movie Lovers Unite. Also, too, go on ahead, smash that like button, smash that subscribe button. Also, too, down below, YouTube has done something now that I think that is to totally stupid. But smash that little bell down at the bottom to allow you to know that when we're actually having some new stuff coming out or when we're going live, that's actually how you get your notifications. If you subscribe and like, hey, I'm not getting anything. Why isn't anything popping? Well, that's why you have to you have to go ahead and smash that little bell on there on the bottom right hand side. So, if you guys want to, go on and follow me on Facebook at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Night over there. If you want to donate to the page, how do you do that? You just go on ahead and go to www.gofundme.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast. That's how you can donate 5 to $10 to our show. Uh, then, of course, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Night over there underneath the same name on Pinterest. And also, too, you guys can go on ahead and get an audio-only podcast of our, of our show and everything else that we do here at Movie Lovers Night, wherever you guys get your podcasts from. But, you know, go on ahead and do this. Go to Good Pods. Good Pods is actually the best place to go on ahead and rate us. You can rate each episode and stuff like that and tell us what you think about the episode and things like that. And also, too, we're actually number seven right now on the Good Pods list and everything. So we would like to actually be back at number one. So go on ahead and tell us what you think of our episodes. I hope that you guys enjoy it. Um, another thing too is follow me at Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter as well. And those are all the places that you can go ahead and follow me at. And thank you, Sean, for joining me as yeah. always. I do appreciate it. If you it. guys if you guys out there like doing like horror movie reviews, uh let John know and I will torture myself and scare myself and watch more <laughs> horror movies and we can talk about them if you enjoy this. So All right. Yeah, you're a much braver soul than uh <laughs> Charlie is. <laughs> and everything. I do appreciate you though, man. I really do. I appreciate whenever you can come on and everything. I know your work schedule has been tight and everything, yeah. so I do appreciate. It Got two so kids. It's hard. <laughs> oh, I understand. Kids, I understand completely. <laughs> and everything is perfectly fine. Thank you again. I do appreciate you. And always until next time, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. Can't wait to do this again. And bye bye. See you.